everyone. Welcome to WhatAf. I'm back in the Freemasonic brick wall room. Um, I'm joining Rich live from Albany Prison on the Isle of Wight. They've allowed him one video call by the look of it. I mean, I won't say what I'm in here for because there's people listening and there's families about. Um, but um, Gaz has been my one visit for this week. Last week, Sam came to visit me and she said, I think we'll just give it a miss next week. I've got um, something going on. I think she's getting her hair straightened or dyed. Uh, I've just realised that I said Albany and Albany is the nonce prison. I actually didn't mean to do that. <laughs> <laughs> is it? I wouldn't know. Because... It is, yeah. There was Parkhurst, which is the famous one on the Isle of Wight, but that was downgraded after some terrorists escaped. Um, and so that's just full of lifers and the odd nonce. And um, Albany is the paedophile prison. And then Camp Hill was the, oh, why did you smash him with a bottle? Prison. Right, okay. So I don't know. That explains a few things in here. Um, yeah. I will have to check that out because I think I might. I should have been in Camp Hill. I went to um, Parkhurst to do years and years ago to help teach some inmates how to use Cubase, which is a, a software, musical software. And, and so yeah, they thought it was Paul Cues. They were, they were, do you know what? They they were sound. They were these two big lads, two big, huge fucking black lads, massive. Like they they just train all day. Clearly. Um, and they had been in, they were they were there for gangland killings from when they were like eighteen, but these lads were like in their thirties and were just like nice blokes by that point. You know, yeah. they just gone out, gone. Anyway, so when I came out into the courtyard, they helped walk me back to where the governor was, and you could see who the nonces were, and they they were in a separate section, and there was like a big standoff, you know, and they were shouting stuff at me, fucking weird. Well, the, anyway, the nonces were shouting stuff at you. Yeah, what, yes. like you you look delicious. <laughs> No, I don't know what they were shouting, but they were just shouting stuff. And it's like, it made me feel dead uncomfortable. And then the governor came to meet me to then take me to the gate to sign me out. And obviously I could go. But there is a little area there. I think it's F-Wing where people that are on remand will go and just stay in this particular area. So they might not be there for anything really bad, you know, just like silly petty stuff. And then they'll go to Winchester. They'll, they'll go to court and then they normally get sent so to Winchester. So they've got like a holding area for... Basic, basically, yeah, right. So I'm walking out and I, I look and I, there was this like in the courtyard. There's this woman that used to knock about in the Solent. She was, which was the pub we used to drink in, not the. Not not the, the I was going to say, <laughs> she did. She in there again? Yeah. Yeah. About. Get her out. Get her out. But yeah, she 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 was always a bit a bit of a scallywag, but harmless enough-ish, you know. And so I, I saw her and I went and I sort of acknowledged her and she went, "I knew they'd get you. <laughs> I knew they would get you in the end, right?" And I went, I laughed. The governor didn't break a smile, right? <laughs> so we just walked in silence. And then as he like opened one of the doors, he went, what was all that about? And I was like, oh, she's just like having a wind up. And he just, honestly, he just wouldn't break eye contact with me as he was undoing the thing. Like he was letting out a criminal. And I, I think, is he going to let me out? I knew they'd get you in the I end. I knew they'd get you in the end. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> I don't even know what you're in for. No. I'm here teaching them Cubase. Of course you are. That's what they told you. Yeah. I knew they'd get you in the end. That's amazing. I've luckily never been in in one. They they they're, terif they're terrifying. I've been a couple of times to visit old schoolmates who who have gone to prison for drugs. You know, but is what isn't it? Mm. It's one of them. It's a good both, start to the podcast though. Both rehabilitated now though. I I I might add, and both you know settled down family men. Who just you know they were younger and into drugs and stuff it happens, doesn't it? 
Well, that's what I told Sam. To be honest, I didn't do drugs when I was young, but... No, I never touched drugs um, when I was... I, did, I, I smoked weed once. Um, uh, that's what I told Sam, though, on the way in here. I told her that I'm coming in here to teach... Uh, Cubase. Teach, teach Cubase, um, which could be um, could be code for something. Do you know what's funny as well is that I'm really shit on Cubase. <laughs> <laughs> I'm terrible. I've tried to have a go on it, and it's like I can't get my head around this stuff. Yeah, I'm not. I I can, I can record an acoustic solo artist, right? If he's mic'd up at the same time, that's it. (laughs) You could get one input going at the same time. Yeah, yeah. I was terrible at it. Between the uh, the the um the acoustic and the the voice, (laughs) and I'll just press record. Yeah, yeah. Or you could just come over and listen. What did the, what did that guy that came in? What did he teach you, lads? Well, he said that red button there. Just hit that when he starts singing. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, I ain't gonna let him out, have they? We need him. I knew they'd get you. <laughs> Go on then. What oh, what yeah. have we got this week then? Well, I need to do the housework first, don't I? Yeah. No, it's not. It's not housework. <laughs> it's housekeeping. <laughs> oh dear. Need to do the hoovering first, bitch. <laughs> someone's someone's like on a nervous wreck. Right. Aren't they? So, this is brought to you in association with Supreme CBD. Head to supremecbd.uk and use the code WTAF, and you get forty percent off everything. You do. That's and the I, that, that's the washing up done. Right. And before before we get into it, and before we get to the end of the podcast, obviously because that would be mean the podcast is over. Completely pointless um, thing to say. And Webb, thank you so much for our uh, money for the little ones for the uh, Easter eggs and presents. It was very, very kind of you. I know you did it a couple of years in a row now, so that's really, really, really kind of you. And we really appreciate it. Thank you. Yes, thank you kindly. My my girls need more chocolate as well. They don't get enough. (laughs) I think half a book's on about four or five pound every time I come home. Yeah, it's unbelievable, isn't it? They, like, yeah, they just love sweets, but I loved sweets as a kid. I can't say hope, can I? He's like, oh, Gabe. Oh, Gabe's got a sweet tooth. You see him last night. We had a meal. And he was, like, literally waiting for people to finish their, their food up so he could have a bit of their chocolate. He's a proper... Oh, he's an ice cream fiend as well, isn't he? He is, yeah. I've seen him have two, two at once while clinging off a off a slate mine. Yeah. Oh, do you know what was funny? Last night I went out and did some filming, so I had the drone on the go, right? And it just made me think of Gabe because I lost my drone, right? So I'd done all this, I've got loads of great footage and I was really happy with it. And then I'm just bringing the drone back to where I was and it went, oh, critically low battery. I'm like, that's okay. It will just keep coming back. It, oh, hang on. But when it takes <laughs> over that, it automatically comes back, but it goes to a hundred meters first. So I guess, so it can make sure that it doesn't, you know, hit pylons or whatever. Yeah. But in the time it took it to go to 100 metres before flying back, it ran out of battery. So then it just landed. And it was just, I could just see, I'm watching it on my screen, just landing. And I could see someone's house. And then I saw a horse. And I was like, oh, mate, I'm still recording it. I might actually put it out. It's quite put funny. it out, yeah. And then it lands in a field. And I was like, right, I'm in Derbyshire. There's a lot of fields. Oh, um, no. But I managed to pinpoint it, so I had a locator thing on it. And I, so I was there. I was clambering through someone's... <coughs> probably shouldn't admit it. I, I definitely stuck to the paths, um, public right away. Um, yeah. And then when I felt that I was quite nearby, I still couldn't really see anything because it's all hedges and whatever. And it just made me think of Gabe, the amount of times he was climbing up trees trying to get drones back. But there's a button. You press a button. Anyway, the drone starts going mental. starts with this last 1% of battery. just starts flashing and beeping. And so I was like, oh, I can hear it. Yeah. And I climbed through some barbed wire fence. I cut my back. Um, 
I, I explained that to Gemma. Oh, I bet you did, yeah. You've been out for a, an hour and you've got scratches on your back. You've got scratches on your back and you're covered in horse shit. What have you been up to? <laughs> I, was looking, I was looking for Shergar. Again. Again. That's code as well. So I'm always a... looking for Shergar. A little bit of sh- I like a little bit of Shergar. You do. Didn't he, isn't, he, isn't he buried underneath the finish line or something? The, oh, yeah, that's... A, wasn't he stolen by gangsters or whatever? Because he was like a breeding... Was he like, stu- he was, oi, he fuck off, I've got a race. He's I'm like, sure he was, he was a stud horse or whatever, wasn't he? Because hadn't Shergar retired by that point and he was going into stud, which is where all the money's made by all, that lot anyway, and someone nicked it? But I, I wouldn't... I wouldn't know. I don't know. Sounds familiar. All I know that one of the horses that's famous is buried underneath the finishing line of the Grand National, something like that. Possibly. I don't know. I don't know enough Jimmy about horses. So, um, yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> go on. You go so, first. You go first. Well, that was a bit of a what af. Um, a good one. My drone experience, and then a second one, which is anecdotal because I do love them. This weekend, right, we went down to Longleat. Um, Safari Park um, because it was um, my sister-in-law's birthday so we went down and her a fella proposed in the meerkat enclosure which was really quite cool and I um, just got down on one knee with, with all these meerkats running around it was I was like that's a pretty cool way of doing it to be fair just because it's really different isn't it you know that's, yeah I don't I didn't I didn't know you could get in the meerkat yeah you can there yeah you can there and so yeah we went there and that was great so then we went around the safari bit driving around there's lions and tigers and all sorts and then there's these deers, right? And they are massive girt deer. And so you can go up to this kiosk. Bear in mind, you're in a car in a field full of deer, and there's just a woman sat in a kiosk. I don't know if they airlifted her in or whatever. She's, just <laughs> she's got a walk in. Yeah, like, that's a part of the job. Good luck, love. So we just, yeah, so she's selling these like bags of feed. So I get this back. So she just says, like, out the car. So she goes, yep, just open the window, mate. They'll come right up to the window. You just feed them out your hand. Well, is it like a drive-through, like McDonald's? It's a drive-through safari, mate. Yeah. No, but I mean, like when you pull up to her, does she like wind the window down? Go, what do you want, love? And she's got one of those headsets on. Oh, can I have some peanuts for the for the elephants? Yeah, yeah, we have peanuts. Anything else? You want milkshake for that? It, not the milkshake, but everything else, pretty much. Is she quite tubby? Um, no, she's right. I think. I mean, I'll be honest, I only saw her from there up. Like, oh, she so might not hard, have any legs It's hard, it's hard to tell. Yeah, exactly. She could have been on, I don't know. A skateboard. Any, anyway, so I wind down the window, right? So the deer comes up. I'm like, here you go, mate. But it's my fucking arm, doesn't it? <laughs> what are you trying to feed it? Like, I don't know what they, they look like pellets, like kind of weird things, you know, like whatever. But yeah, it comes in, poof, takes a big chunk out of my bicep, right? So I bloody wound up the window. I'm like, bloody hell. Like, I don't know, I didn't wind up. I've got electric windows. It's 2023 in it. I went, bosh. So the thing went up, and I'm looking at it through the glass. It just starts booting my fucking car. <laughs> is that what it is? Is it? Like, yeah, I put a picture on Twitter. Yeah, like, I didn't know that's what it was. Yeah, I... got scratches and a little dent in my car. When you put out on Twitter and you said, I hit a deer, I thought you just knocked an old lady down. But that's what no, you actually meant. an old deer, yeah. Well, that's the thing, because now Rona's gone. I can't kill grannies with Rona, so I have to run them over. <laughs> so it booted your car and it just bit you on the, the arm. Car. Yeah, it bit me on the arm and booted the car. <laughs> and I was just looking at it like, you petulant little teenage shit. Because that was the attitude. Yeah. It, like it bit me and I've gone right that's enough no you're not having any sweets now because you bit me and it's just gone fuck up what were the just girls doing in the back laughing <laughs> thought it was hilarious I'm was... there going I've got to pay for that <laughs> what was um, what's Gemma doing laughing oh right everyone was laughing but me <laughs> 
Have you had a tetanus jab? Have you been bitten by a giraffe? It didn't. Um, it didn't break the skin. Luckily, I had a, a thick hoodie on. <laughs> but it did. Yeah, it bit me. I felt it, and I was like, "Oh, great, cheers." So I've just come down here. I've been bitten by a deer. It's kicked my car in. I was a deer. What have I got giraffe from? I don't know. They, what, there are giraffes there, but you can't get that close to a giraffe. That's a good point. It's oh, quite high up. You'd have to have a double decker to get bitten by a giraffe. Well, exactly. Yeah. But yeah. yeah so that, that's that's a what happened. It. That's a good one. <laughs> Uh, I like your your anecdotal stories. I don't do anything, so there's very little chance of me getting bitten by a giraffe. Yeah, no. Um, bitten by a giraffe. <laughs> um, stone of scones in the right place. You've seen? Did you see the people carrying it? Stone of scone. If people don't know, is the stone of destiny. It's apparently to be apparently supposed to be Jacob's pillow, where he fell asleep and had visions of. I can't remember. What do you have visions of? McDonald's near the pyramids. Granger. I don't know. <laughs> we, we we went near Scone Palace, there, didn't we? When we were doing the, we? the series of the walk, yeah, we were we were parked up there. I can't remember. I can't remember. Did yeah, we? we were. Yeah, we were. Yeah, because we talked about the possibility of getting in there, but it was an absolute. Um, who was that footballer who played for Arsenal? Sonogo. Sonogo. Now I know what you mean. Yes, of course I do. I don't know where I am half the time, do I? When we do these things, I have no fucking clue where I am. Or I'm living my own little world of conspiracy in my head tell me about conspiracies i'll remember it all day long but try and get me to repeat back a line that you've just told me it's an absolute nightmare so we figured that out yesterday but anyway the stone of cone stone of cone i'm struggling the stone of destiny is, is now back at westminster abbey because he got taken to the scottish just for we'll have that nicked it didn't they yeah we'll have that thanks how'd you get that through like how did they nick it I mean, this was a few hundred years ago. Well, no, it wasn't, was it? It was a bunch of students nicked it. Did they? Yeah, it was a bunch of students nicked it. It wasn't even, I don't know, it might have been 50 years ago, but I believe it was a bunch of students nicked it for a laugh. Imagine that, waking up. I've woke up with a traffic cone once. Imagine fucking waking that up, waking on your bedroom floor, and you wake up, you're like, I swear that's the stone of destiny. I don't remember anything about last night. John? What did we go up to last night? That's a very, like, sort of Oxbridge thievery, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, we... Yeah, I'll what, take... what, I've got a kebab. You've got a traffic cone. What have you got? I've got Stone of Destiny. Man. <laughs> you got what? Stone of Destiny, isn't it? Yeah. Scone of Destiny? <laughs> it's scone. <laughs> so I've nicked it. Yeah. It's scone. <laughs> That's why they call it the Scone of Destiny. Maybe because it's at Scone Palace or whatever. Maybe that's where the whole debate between Scone and Scone comes from. <laughs> yeah, it's a Scottish kind of like translation of of uh, gone. It's just got all mixed up in there, and then people scone put this scone. mythology around it. And now the king's sitting his ass on it. And actually, it's just a miscommunication between the Scottish and the English in the in the language crossover. That's it. Yeah, I, I wonder if if most of the world's problems are related to a slip of the tongue. <laughs> <laughs> well, mine, mine used to be, not anymore. I've got a what have. Um, is that the end of yours, by the way? There's no more to it. It's just back where it was, and King's going to sit his ass on it. And it's supposed to be Jacob's pillow, where he fell asleep and had these delusions of something that led to the Bible. And uh, yeah, it's all a bunch of nonsense. But he's sitting on it, and it's back, back under his ass. But yeah. On the subject of Scotland again, though, right? You know, adult human female. <laughs> I don't know that, that that's a woman. I think um, they've made this documentary, haven't they? Adult, human, female, which is a documentary about 
you know, womanhood and fighting back against this whole sort of nonsense of I've got a cock, but I'm a woman. And so they, they had one of the screenings in Edinburgh and they had to cancel it because a shitload of blokes um, in masks basically surrounded the place and wouldn't let people in. And it because makes what, me laugh. What were these masks? Silly fucking oh, they, type They ones, weren't yeah. wearing like JFK masks, like faces of other well-known trans. Not that JFK was a trans. No, but... they weren't. They weren't the robbers from um... <laughs> Ocean's Eleven. No, what's what's the fucking film? Point Break. <clears throat> right, yeah. The presidents weren't they? They're, they're wearing the presidents' um, things, yeah. Yeah, no. They, so it, it makes me. It doesn't make me laugh in the kind of ha ha. It's funny because it's not. It's outrageous. But I was talking to Gemma about this last night, and it's like I've got another story as well, which t- which ties into it. This is this Austin um, Clearlips, who's who's just who's a bloke. Clearlips. Clearlips is name. It's a strange name, but he's he's That's just one. Real name, can't be. He's just, he's just won twenty eight grand, and 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 the title of being the the winner of the female, you know, New Mexico. And it's like, no, you're a man. That's why you've won. What do you mean, like the? Is it their kind of like a, a pageant thing? No, as in as a, a, a cycling race. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> I thought you just said up like yeah. like Miss World. So the BBC put out a tweet just saying, "Oh, what a historic moment!" And obviously they got pelters, so they deleted it. But it's just I was saying to Gemma last night, like we're in a situation where you've got a film adult human female, women are being stopped from watching a film by men. You've got women coming second and third in cycling races because a man has won with a dress on, right? And I'm thinking it wasn't long ago that it was hashtag me too and it was um, hashtag toxic masculinity and, and feminism was, was yeah. what was needed to and, – and you're like – so hang on. So men were bad 20 minutes ago, right, for holding a door. You know, because that, oh, you're assuming I can't hold it myself then. Toxic masculinity. I don't fucking know. I hold doors for men as well because it's polite. Right, you went from that madness only sort of 25 minutes ago to yeah, of course you know if he says he's a woman, sorry, if she says she's a woman, yeah, of course she can win. And the idea that you should be able to watch a film as a woman, no, no, why, why should you be able to watch a film? How did that happen? I don't understand why the, the men turned up, and um, they're trans activists, aren't they? So they mm. were they didn't want women to watch that film that was against. Tra- men transitioning to men to w- this is where it all gets confused in my in my head. It's like short circuit. It's like- so you've got you've got a film basically called Adult Human Female, which is explaining how women are under attack by men pretending to be women, and to prove that that's not the case, a load of men in masks stop them from watching the film. That's the point. So you're just proving the point of yeah. there. And but we know they were they were wearing these little face masks, the little COVID face masks. So we didn't. Yeah, know- because. If I was a tosser to that level, I'd hide my fucking face as well. I'd hide the top half of my face. But the but the the fact is as well is that you've got SNP politicians among those groups standing with them in alignment. You know, standing. There's photos of MPs standing next to people holding signs about fucking killing <laughs> fucking um, killing folk. It's like Scotland's mad. Oh, it's like, totally inverted. You're, you're, yeah. you're welcome to your independence, mate. I, I, I'll, vote, I'll vote for your independence. I'll mate. hold the door for you. I'll lay out. I'll yeah. see you later. <laughs> it is insane, isn't it? But they're being pushed this way and on that way. But people, I, I think it's... I don't know. I don't know what to think about it. They're all just completely lost it. It's the whole muddling of it all. Do you think some of them just don't understand? I'd also think a lot of this is paid for. You can see a lot of this kind of trying to pit people against each other obviously well there's a there's a bit of that but it's also this this normalization of 
stopping people from watching films or, or, or protesting or speaking out like with the attacks on Posey Parker and stuff like that. It's, it's normalizing that actually that, okay, you, you can stand up and, and, and in speaker's corner in London and speak, but I am going to trash the fucking place and protest and throw shit at you. What do you mean? Yeah. What do you mean? As long so, as they're coming from the, the, the given narrative side. Well, that, well that's the point, isn't it? Yeah. That's the, that's the point. Like, And you see so many excuses made for it. Like, Eddie Izzard, he's been photoed again in a woman's toilet, right? Has he done it again? Yeah, of course he has. He's has he not weirdo. been listening to the podcast? Such a fucking... Fucking... Oh, mate. I mean, it's going to end in one way, which is that, you know, a dad of a girl in that toilet is going to smash him up. That's that's what's going to happen. Do you think he's being forced yeah. to do these things? Because no, I just, he... no, I just think he's an entitled prick. Right. I think that's the long and short of it. I think he is he is just, I am a woman because I say I'm a woman and therefore I'm going to go into women's spaces and fuck what you think about it because I'm Eddie Izzard, I can do what I fucking want. That's what's happening. Until they're done with him. Yeah, but the thing is, when you see like people talking about it, like, I saw Adam Brooks going, this is outrageous, mate, what are you doing? Like you're stood in a cubicle, stood outside, like waiting to go into the toilets with, with women and it's like, and but some of the comments underneath it are like, but there's cubicles in there anyway. Oh, that's all right then. That's, oh, that's all, right. all right. Then a wafer thin door. That's fine. Send all my kids in there. You might just going to have a shit in the car. What? Like it's just not. That's not the point. It's how they kind of the logic that they get into is sort of like it doesn't matter anyway. But it, the point is, it does because it's a pro. But you know it does. The lack of yeah. they're, they're trying to circumnavigate common sense to well, prove their the point. Thing. And when you saw the picture, like people commented like on trying to defend it, which is fucking creepy. Hard drive check, please. Going, um, but the other women in the photo, they don't seem bothered. So I don't know why you're bothered. And it's like, I looked at the other women, like two of them are facing each other talking and one of them's eyes are looking at Eddie Izzard, right? <laughs> and the other one behind is fucking texting. And probably the other her, one's taking her, a photo. Prob probably her husband. Yeah. Going, fucking lad in here. <laughs> I think it's Eddie Izzard. No, don't be the, silly. The, honestly, the entitlement, and and this is the thing, because nothing's being done about it. You know, we spoke about this before when he did it at the Labour Party conference. Obviously, Labour. That you, if I'm stood there and I send a Laura in, I go, yeah, go on. I mean, at the minute, Laura's four, so she comes in the, in the men's toilet with me, obviously, as a four-year-old. But when we'll she's get, a couple yeah. of years older, three years old, whatever, you know, maybe she'd go into the ladies, and I'll just wait outside. Okay, I'll wait outside. Eddie Izzard fucking walks in. I'm I'm instantly looking for the security guard. Excuse me, mate. Eddie Izzard's just walked in the, the women's toilets. Oh, yeah, that's fine. Eddie Izzard's a woman. Yeah, but right. the problem is you, when you look for the security guard, guys, you look over there and it'll be a bloke in a dress. Maybe. But the fact is, if they're not going to go in there, I'll be going, can you go and get them out, please? No, you can't because it's a woman. Okay, well, I'm going to have to go and get them out then. Yeah. And that's how it ends. That's, go, you that's can't go in there. Ends. You're a man. Not anymore. <laughs> Done. Put a skirt on. If it works, do you know what I mean? If it works for them, it works for me. I'm a woman now, right? I'll go in there. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, put his head down the toilet. <laughs> uh, it's just insane, isn't it? And it'll go on and go on and go on until something bad happens. But, I mean, something bad yeah. has happened already. A woman... I mean, this was harrowing when I first heard it. And I, you know, I struggled to kind of say this one. So brace yourself, people, when you listen to this. But woman... Woman finds face of Princess Diana in a pack of ham from Tesco's. Right. So my first question is, did she find a resemblance of Diana's face in the ham or is it actually Diana's skinned face? 
Luckily, it's the resemblance. But I was going to say, one, one's, slightly one's slightly worse than the other, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, the, um, yeah the, the, the resemblance one is much worse. I want to try and preserve it to hang it on my house. In my house. On. That'd be stupid. I want to try and preserve it to hang it in my house. She looks so beautiful. And there's a picture, obviously, you'll see right now, um, of... They're, they've marked out where they think Princess Diana is within the ham. And to be honest, it really is. I've seen some of these, you know, you get the odd picture where it looks like Jimmy Savile in a cabbage. Or you get like, I don't know, Whitney Houston in an aubergine. But this is stretching it. Like, I, I can't see it to me. It looks more like the elephant man in ham. The elephant ham. At what period in Diana's life is it supposed to resemble? It's the good period when she was like very well. She was always very attractive. No, she wasn't. That sounds like paedophile stuff. She was attractive after she was eighteen. Once she was over the age of consent, she became attractive instantly. Uh, instantly. Yeah. Yeah, like coffee. Um, no, she was. She was a, a very beautiful. She's woman. a beautiful woman. So the thirty-six-year-old um, um, from Cheltenham Spa said, "I had a round of toast instead after seeing her in the ham. I couldn't <laughs> risk damage. <laughs> I I couldn't risk." I couldn't risk damaging the ham. She goes, I can't eat this. She's looking at me. People are so different, aren't they? See, for me, like she's looked at the resemblance in the ham and gone, I can't eat that because it looks like... If it had been Diana's face and I was hungry, I'd have still stuck it in between two pieces of bread. Fuck it, I'm eating it. That's chewy. Yeah. Fuck, that's a cheek. I had a gun. She's a very beautiful meal. She's a she's a very beautiful sandwich. Yeah, she is. I wouldn't want a sandwich between Diana and um, another Diana. Speaking to Gloucestershire Live, which is you remember Mate, you tune into this stuff. Gloucestershire Live is a is a newspaper, isn't it? It's the same as you've got Derbyshire Live, um, Nottinghamshire Live. Hmm. Imagine being on that. Yeah, I've got a, a, a breaking story for you. <laughs> oh, at last, something to get me out of the office. <laughs> something to get my teeth into. Well, you say oh, that. It's interesting you say that actually. Yeah, yeah. Because every time I do it, we always got to do a do this bloody last week. We did a drama a, a report on a drama score, and they were all just hamming it up. I've had enough owe, of it. I owe forty grand in university bills, right, for my journalism degree, <laughs> and I'm now going to see a woman about a fucking slice of ham. Yeah, I know. It's a strange world, isn't it? Speaking to Gloucestershire Live, Hetty says she was having a normal day at work yesterday. I doubt Hetty has many normal days. I doubt she's got a job. At April 27th, she said, making food and waiting for the kettle to boil during her lunch break. When her eyes were drawn to the packet of sliced ham she had brought early <laughs> at the Market Parade Tesco's Express in Gloucestershire, I like the detail. Right. That's, that's Look, product placement. That is. That's product placement. And also, that is some investigative journalism that we are missing today. She was shocked and thought she was seeing things when she came face to face with none other than Diana, Princess of Wales. She's been dead for 20-odd years, but no more. Oh, so yeah, that, that was uh, that was sent in by um, by one of our listeners, and I have written down something. I've lost it, so thank you for sending it in, and I will put the name along the bottom here of the, the chat that sent this in, but that really made me laugh. So yeah, Diana has been found. She's not, well, she is dead, but I mean, she's she's hamming it up in Tesco's, um, hamming around after Every death. Every little helps. Yeah. 
Right, ne- next one. Um, it's not trans-related, because I know people... Well, it is, but it's it's not, if it makes any sense. It's hard to get away from this. Yeah. So, so basically, right, there is a, a... There's trans flags all over a particular thing, right, and it says no human is illegal. Kindness is everything, right, and it's got these trans little trans flags and stuff emblazoned over. What is it? That it, it, that they are emblazoned over Richard because because it's interesting. Oh okay, so no human is illegal. Which kindness is everything. Okay, and then tiny little trans flags all over the place. But what are they on? What they've been painted no on? Human is illegal. Don't know if, uh, um, kindness is everything. Kindness is everything. Okay, so it have to be something violent. Um, Gatling gun. Homeless spikes. Homeless and for those who, those, those who didn't hear, I farted as I laughed there. There you go. So, basically, you've got a um, quite a large um, um, area. I don't think it's a bench. I think it, it looks like it's like a windowsill, but quite low. So I'm guessing like probably one of those sort of quite large municipal why would that? Why would a homeless man try to be getting on your, sitting on your windowsill? Well, somewhere to sit, somewhere to lay down and sleep. On your windowsill? Yeah, but... but Ground floor. <laughs> Fucking hell, mate. You stay there. Yeah. So they've put homeless spikes on them, which stops homeless people being able to sleep on them. And these homeless spikes are each coloured in with a trans flag with no human is illegal and kindness is everything. House <laughs> planet. I don't know what we're doing here, guys. Like, even some weeks and I just think, did they not think they've gone along and they're painting this? Someone's done that as a job. That's human beings gone along and gone, my job today. Oh fucking Janice rang me up and she's at the she's reporting on a Diana ham sandwich, but she thinks she's she, having a bad day. She, she gets all the good gigs. She goes, <laughs> I'm here painting this thing. It's this, so it's got all flags on it. Kindness so, is everything. Kindness is everything. Unless you're homeless. They put them in doorways, don't they? I remember outside H and M. It's outrageous. Yeah, horrible. They do. They do. It's, they they put them in um, on on park benches and shit like in between the gaps so you could sit down but you couldn't lie down oh, it's like it's just awful i mean it? the fact you've got like so okay so the dude's like he's not got a house and i'm saying he because it's about 99 percent male um he's not got a house he's not got any money he's not got anywhere to sleep um he's found a bench we'll stick a fucking spike on it then <laughs> and give him any any excuses not to be normal or have a life Honestly. yeah we'll stick spikes on the floor it's just Soon. insane, isn't it? Set fire to it. I know, and they would do this, and then they do it to pigeons. So even that, like oh, with me, no, it's I like, why would you do well, that to yeah. pigeons? But they do it to humans and pigeons. I mean, it's all everybody's alive, living. It's just, and the fact that they're just plastering it over with all lives. What is it? Not all lives matter. Everyone's no human is illegal, and kindness is everything. <laughs> shitty planet in it it's just mad isn't it but it's we pay not... people to do that so someone's job has been to ruin someone's day like who has nothing anyway well that's the that's the thing isn't it that's what pisses me off as well it's it's it's, it's the the mentality that would go oh you know there's homeless people sleeping on that bench well yeah well let's not let that happen um... that's fucking outrageous they should stand up all night all night just stand up no, he's, le- he's leaning against the wall now. We'll put some fucking spikes on the wall, then. 
<laughs> yeah, just think if he slides down, he'll grate his face off. Sorry for the coughing, guys. I've got a bit of a, a bit of a the old uh, cold at the moment. Rona. Uh, no, it doesn't exist. Um, King Charles. So we've got our problems. Like if we get homeless, we've got nowhere to sleep. Might spike our face off in the middle of the night. or get one stuck in our hip or something. But car- but even the wealthy, the bloodlines, um, they have problems too, don't they? They do. King Charles has been bullied out of showing his sausage fingers in official photos. Either that or someone accidentally whacked them on the barbecue. (laughs) They were just knocking about and they weren't really looking. Charles has stood kind of here. They go, yeah, I know, I know. (laughs) 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 Yeah, he's... (laughs) It'll be all right. I've got some ham to go with that. It's got a face in there you might recognise, actually. That's what it'll be next. You'll have a ham sandwich with Princess Diana's face and Prince Charles' sausage fingers. That'll be, that's actually what we should have done today for our for our little um, little party we're going to have the weekend for the for the coronation. Sausage. Today's, like, today's sausage. <laughs> Prince Charles' sausage fingers. Diana facing the ham. I've got um, some ginger ale, Harry ginger ale. King, kings in blankets. <laughs> It'd have been great. We could have should have done that actually. If you should have done a mess. So yeah. Anyway, King Charles has been bullied. I love oh, out of showing his sausage fingers. It's the fact that they put sausage fingers in there. So that's bullying him anyway. <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah. Just say his hands. Just say his hands. Just say his hands. King Charles has been bullied out of showing his sausage fingers. <laughs> photos royal fans claim and it's like oh and then it says at the top there's a picture of him it says show us his hands you cowards (laughs) (laughs) show us your hands you cowards so there's a picture of him crossing his legs but he's got his hands tucked his one hand tucked within his legs so you can't see his his little sausage fingers and then there's a shot to the side where he's standing next to Camilla and he's got his hands sausage fingers behind his back um uh, yeah, he and the Queen concert posed for Canberra with the monarch donning a simple pristine suit and his wife a cobalt blue suit. I don't know why that's important, but the British public clocked that one detail appeared to be hidden away from the photographer. His hands. In one shot, he's been hidden behind his back and the other shot, he's gotten behind his wife up the old bum. You think, think that? He's actually just got back from Saudi Arabia. <laughs> Do your head next time. Like this. To be fair, didn't that happen to the first two, Charles? <laughs> Charles the first and second. <coughs> Fucked third, around. Third time lucky, he'd be fine. <laughs> so yeah, he's poor old son. He's got sausage finger problems. Um, there you go. Do you know what else he could have worn to hide his uh, sausage fingers? Is marigolds, like Mariana Spring, right? Good, so I was, good I, was, I was in the gym yesterday, and I, I thought, oh, fuck, I recognise that face. Um, and she was there, to, and they've got subtitles. She was there? Mariana she, Spring came to your gym. She, with was her... on, she was on the telly. Oh. And she was there talking about misinformation and how dangerous misinformation is and how conspiracies... I mean, what this is doing on at like half seven in the morning, I don't know. But how conspiracies play into people's fears. And it just made me think back to her when she's got that baby albino turtle on her face, fucking welder's mask and a pair of marigolds outdoors oh. talking, talking to someone. It's like, yeah... Yeah, we're the ones. We're the ones playing into people's fears, aren't we? <laughs> you sit next to her. You've got like a vest top on, sun's out, sunglasses on, your hair all done nice, and she's going. Oh, 
They're just making you... They're just pumping fear into you. Are they, Mariana? Are they? Are they? I just look at her and I go, that's mental. <laughs> she is mental. I, I don't know if she understands. I, I, I can't see how anyone would be that simple. Surely she understands that she, everything I don't she's think, saying I don't is the opposite. She's, I don't think she's very bright. No, but there's very not very bright, and there's so, like, oh my god, they're gonna swallow the car keys if I give them. Thing is, though, she's she's you know looking like she's having a tough paper round. I saw Imran Ahmed of uh, Center for Countering Digital Hate, fucking knobhead, um, the one that looks like a thumb. He's he, a thumb. He uh, he's he's not doing well. Like they they just it's like looking at Obama. They 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 don't age well. You know, like chatting shit is not good for you. No. <laughs> it isn't, yeah, yeah. You get the shit out of you, or just holding that shit within you. Look at, look at Clinton, Bill Clinton. I mean, I could just see him in a blue dress and fucking red. Oh, what was that one? Where he suddenly looked like he was dead or had really bad AIDS, and then he was alright for a bit, and then he got ill again. They look really ill, like at different times. Obviously, they got body doubles. Um, well, that's what they have to do. They have to pump him up. He's looking deflated. <laughs> Okay. He's looking all right. That's the where the adrenochrome comes in, isn't it? They all go to bend into the fountain of youth for a top up. That, that got... body, that body double thing's interesting though, because it made me laugh the other day when they that kid asked Joe Biden about his trip to Ireland and he couldn't remember it. He's like, <laughs> did he? But I went to Ireland. Like he just was so confused. And it made me think because it was in Ireland where he had the fucking mask on. I'm thinking he probably doesn't recall his trip to Ireland because the fucker didn't go. <laughs> he didn't go. As, yeah, you're right. And no wonder he's feeling really confused because it's like there's six of him. So it's almost like six of you going around doing stuff in the world and then them reporting it back to you going, I saw you at the Esso garage last night. You were looking a bit tired. Did you manage to pick that fiver up you dropped on the floor? Huh? I'm, I'm so confused. <laughs> Yeah. He does look confused when they ask him about his trip to Ireland. It's just like... Let's have a look at that. But he wasn't. And if you look at the, what we put out, I think it was two two episodes ago, clearly looked like he's wearing some sort of latex mask around the back there, around his wrinkly neck, which is not... I mean, they do, as you say, like, Hitler had body doubles. Yeah, Saddam Hussein had body doubles. Didn't he have eight? Yeah, yeah, one escaped to Germany, I believe, <laughs> and sort of sounded the alarm. And they all have surgery, don't they, to make them look a little bit more like them, which I find. So the most alike. But there's a surgeon out there who makes a living going making lookalikes. But there's these surgeons that do. People have that you have conversations like, oh, well, everyone have to be in on it, and you think, well, there were surgeons were were performing plastic surgery on fucking John Dillinger, going like way way back to try and you know when he was trying to evade capture and stuff like that obviously the famous bank robber so if they're doing it for john dillinger you don't think they'll do it for saddam hussein or fucking joe biden of course they would well they'll just stick a new head on now that's what they do they just plop a new head on them they've got the our technology's gone so far forward just whack a new head on isn't it i was thinking of speaking of that there's a young lady here who spent £160,000 or dollars on legs lengthening surgery. She said it changed her life. And from the picture... You are, you are pulling my leg. <laughs> she looks like a stick insect. So, like, the um, top of her body hasn't elongated alongside the legs. So now she's got, like, this bit. She looks like a lookout turret. <laughs> or Stretch Armstrong. <laughs> Yeah. 
she looks like a lookout tarot. Or, yeah, she's just like that. Someone's pulled the legs down, and it's horrific. I mean, she's she's mutilated herself. And she's a pretty girl still, from ear to ear. She's, what a painful operation that must be. As it's well. meant to be really painful. I watched a documentary about it years ago. There was a young lad and he decided to have it happen. I think in India. And um, it was like eight months. He was in braces and brackets, and he yeah, you he are got about yeah. five inches taller. Because I was supposed to have it the same. The Were same you? One. Yeah. Um, so I had Perthes disease, which is bone wasting disease in my hip, and so I've got a leg a leg length difference of like four centimeters, which is why I'm always going around in circles. <laughs> People think I like walk like a gangster. It's not. It's a limp. But um, but so when I was kind of late teens, they wanted to do an op where basically. Yeah, you have a brace around your leg, and the fucking sti- things pins, go in. Pins go into the bone. They break. Mine oh. would have, mine would have been the femur, and then every day you have to turn an Allen key, which, which stretches the femur apart, oh. and, and and it grows in between. But what it would have meant was that my whole balance. I mean, I was still playing football a bit at the time. It would have meant my whole balance would have gone. So I'd have had to have learnt to basically walk again, and then run again, and play like skate and bike, and and I was just like, Do you know what, like. I'm fine with a fucking wobble. Yeah, it's not worth it for that. I mean, you can see the... I've seen it as well, and it looks horrific, like Daniel Bedingfield when he had that thing around his head. That's what it reminds me of, tightening the screws up. Oh, Yeah, did awful. he do that camping? <laughs> I don't know. Which oh, right. Oh, in the bed in the field? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is what he did. Um, see, what makes me laugh even funnier, guys, is that not only she had her legs stretched, which is quite obvious... She's wearing heels. <laughs> like, that, like we mentioned, because we were talking a little bit earlier, that's to do with the calves, I reckon. You find that, don't you? People wear heels when they don't necessarily need it, but it's like it makes their calves look more desirable. I don't know. <laughs> they don't here. She looks like, looks like she's been on crack. She's still got all the scars from, from all the operations. And yeah, she, she will like, have. She's a, yeah, poor girl. So obviously not very well, but 160 grand. There's I mean, people making money out there uh, just... Legs akimbo. The, the the best one of them I saw was that lad that went on. He was Good Morning Britain or whatever, and he spent like thirty five grand to look like David Beckham. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember? Nothing like him. Look like fucking more like James Corden. It does look like James Corden. Yeah. Imagine that amount of money. Thirty odd grand. Yeah. Tell you what, you could have given me that 30 grand, I'd have smacked you with a wet fish, and you look just as much like David Beckham as you do now. <laughs> Poor guy, and he really doesn't. But then he started to go on telly going. Yeah, I spent all that money and now I look nothing like him. Yeah, I could have told you that. <laughs> it's not a story. That's not a story. That's you making a fucking stupid mistake. Coming up um, on Good Morning Britain this week, guy gets mugged off. <laughs> that's yeah, the story. Basically, as it is, yeah. yeah. And, um, yeah. So, yeah, um, I think that's... Oh, I've got... Who's Barbara Speed? This made me laugh. Barbara Speed. Um, she's apparently deputy um, opinion editor at The Guardian. Now, so, I don't know whether she, this... Her, her opinion is not quite as valid. <laughs> Deputy, yeah, yeah. Okay, we're going to have to get someone to check this when you've edited that opinion. So it's not even her opinion. She's editing someone else's opinion and then it's got to go for another another lot. Um, bless her heart. But she's put out a, um, a tweet, apparently. And then, to be fair, I don't know how valid this is because it just looks ridiculous. And I looked on her profile. She is a deputy editor of opinions. opinions at the Guardian but whether this one has been photoshopped or not I'd like to think so why not let me cough 
<coughs> there you should go. Have, should have got vaccinated. Oh, mate, it's just it's been AIDS all over. Um, so the the title is Fisting is the New Oral Sex by Barbara Speed. More That's and more... Got, that can't gone. be real. It can't be, can it? Fisting... She's not a puppet. <laughs> Fisting is the new oral sex, but it's the wrong end. Literally the wrong end. How can you have oral sex in the... That's punching people in the face. (laughs) uh, Yeah. I mean, I'd I'd rather not get fisted. In the face? Just anywhere. (laughs) I I didn't mean to knock her out. You're beating your your, your partner up again. I didn't mean to knock them out. It's the new oral sex. (laughs) I was fisting her in the face. If I come out, if I get home and Gemma's like, I've been reading The Guardian. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Cut to next week's show. and you <laughs> Crying. You've been trying that sex stuff again? Yeah. More and more couples and thrupples. There's three of them, which sounds like a car brawl, like a car park brawl. More and more couples and thrupples are incorporating fisting into their love lives. It can't be real. I mean, they might be. But it's just like fisting is the new oral sex. But that's punching people in the face. <laughs> like you can't give all well, felching, I suppose, is a thing, is it? I don't know. We, we, we're getting somewhere. We've done this this morning haven't we? We talked about felching. I think we've probably spoke about that. Yeah. Vanessa <laughs> felts. There you go. So I'm not 100% sure that Barbara Speed actually did write that headline. Found it, thought it was really funny. Tried to do a bit of research <laughs> on it. Couldn't find the actual article, but she, she is genuinely a um, deputy think, editor of, of, of other people's opinions. <laughs> I think the fact that you can't find the article would suggest it's probably not true. I'd like to put that caveat in, in there. But if you would like to, to replace your oral sex at home with face fisting, then please be aware that it may come across of just beating the shit out of each other. Yeah, that might be. Done. Yeah, Tyson Fury's very good at fisting. <laughs> yeah, I paid oh God, I paid loads of money for a ringside seat for the for this fucking 12 rounds of fisting last week. <laughs> ringside? <laughs> Lovely, yeah, yeah. Mike Tyson, oh yeah, when he was back in the day, he was the, probably the, for pound for pound, the best fister in the world. He was world champion Fister at 17. Yeah. Right. I've got one. Float like a butterfly, fist like a bee. Okay, so final one. Um, Russia. Um, I was in the gym again uh, this morning and I saw the BBC was describing this recent drone attack, right? So, so these drones have got shot down over the Kremlin. So Russia is obviously thinking that they're trying to take out Putin. Um, but the BBC was referring to it as a false flag. And I was thinking... Hang on, I thought false flags were conspiracy theories. Now all of a sudden, because it's the Russians, yeah, it's a false flag. So I, I saw that, and and that made me laugh because the Ukrainians have gone, no, it's not us. And then, um, oh, okay, that's fine. Yeah, it's not them then. Don't worry about it. It's probably Russians probably did it themselves. Yeah, yeah, let's go with that. That's fine. And that made me think back to a Nord Stream article from the Guardian a couple of days ago, where obviously, you know, the Nord Stream pipelines got blown up clearly by the Americans and NATO in general and a few allies here, there and everywhere, um, which they tried to blame on the Russians because obviously they blow up their own pipeline. That makes total sense. Um, but they've now found, oh, there was there was a Russian vessel in the area at the time, which is hilarious because they've only just discovered that. Right. <laughs> only just discovered it. 
Um, just after the two articles by Seymour Hersh proving that the Yanks uh, were behind the bombing of Nord Stream, they f- suddenly found some evidence that the Russians had a boat in the area. It's just embarrassing. I was reading it, honestly, and I was embarrassed to be reading. I was, th- I was thinking if I was the journalist, I would be, well, as James Denningpool described, I would be um, kind of, you know, heading back to my office with a, a bottle of whiskey and my service revolver <laughs> at that point. Yeah. Yeah, they, it, it's to the point where they they there must be. They, I suppose they've got to the point where they've gone. Okay, now we know who is so desperate to work at the mainstream media after this Ronan nonsense that they'll just put any old shit out, and they're not bothered. Yeah, yeah. well, that's the thing. I, I've always thought that with kind of university and stuff, like you go and learn to be a journalist. How? how what? What do you mean? Yeah, you, you, mean? you get you get taught to ask questions. No, you don't. You get taught not to ask questions. You get trained, yeah. You get trained to to know what to ignore and not what to ignore and how to how to go about. Uh, yeah, uh, you basically get mind controlled into what yeah. you believe the world to be. It's nonsense. But also, what they do is that they give you this, like they do with sirs and knighthoods. They give you this. Oh, I've got you've got a degree now. You are an official journalist. You're qualified, and all of this pomp and nonsense. So you. Your whole ego is invested in being a qualified journalist, a trained journalist, when actually you know what you're putting out is absolute bollocks, but you can't bring yourself to kind of admit that your whole degree was about bollocks. Yeah, and you're 40 grand in debt. Yeah, and you're 40 grand in so, debt. So you got to work. Yeah. And, and, you know, you don't work if you don't chat shite, basically. That's just, that's you know, that's how it works. Yeah, the f- the fact that these reporters just become so pally with with politicians is extraordinary. I found that with these five pm briefings, you know, during Rona, where they didn't ask a single fucking question, and they were just there to, you know, can we lock down harder, please? That yeah. was like literally it. Um, and also the, the way they have to backtrack now, like it's embarrassing for them. Like Piers Morgan's and the, and these are the higher level ones, higher profile ones, but they're having to backtrack now, and it's. You, you kind of look at me and go, you're so pathetic. Like, even you know you're pathetic. They've dropped, dropped you in it now, and you know they've dropped you in it, and you're still having to play along. When do you stop and go, I know, they're taking... No, I know they take the piss out of me. They're taking the piss out of me. They're still making me now put myself out there as an idiot. Going, oh, yes, I've learned yeah. so much. I've learned so much. Oh, I've changed... Them. So where's your self-worth at some point of going, do you know what? No, I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm not going to go out there and take responsibility for the fact that they were pushing this crap on people. I'm going to go out there and at least now go, yeah, do you know what? I I went along with it and I shouldn't have done. You're still lying to yourself out there. Yeah, exactly. Well, they're in self-preservation mode, aren't they? As soon as the as soon as the uh, court of public opinion turned away from the narrative, they fucking scrambled. Mm. They scrambled under cover of darkness to try and clamber to be on the right side of history but people have got receipts of course they have yeah people have got all the receipts and that's the that's the problem and you, that's the issue but the quality now of like even pretend journalism there's this little kid called rachel Schrager who's apparently made her bbc debut and her voice is awful like i'm not being funny mine isn't the best in the world but i don't pretend to try and be on the bbc she sounds like she's just kind of like too you want a couple of couple of fishes and a habit with that kind of lass which is fair enough people speak like that but you know you're trying to enunciate a bit when you're you're on the bbc it's it's so poor and she's going banging on about that she feels like she's 
uncovered this died suddenly documentary which is clearly put out there it's poor it's poor journalism it's poor stories many of them and it's quite easy easy to debunk now she doesn't understand in my opinion this is just my opinion that this stuff gets put out there in a way whether knowingly or not to bring down the real information that's out there to discredit it it's muddying the waters because it's so easy to discredit some of the stories that they put in this film that it now goes no oh it's all shit a little bit like they did with um the the child abuse thing around Dol- dolphin square and all of these um andrew ash and i can't remember the other guy's name um where they put false information out there on purpose to discredit the real information and they mix it all together i feel exactly what's happening here and she's being used in that sense as a kid who doesn't know any better thinking that she's actually doing some real journalism but really her function is to muddy all of that nonsense in with the with the real information where people are being killed by this jab but she doesn't understand that the quality of that is so poor it can't last much longer like it's so unconvincing it looks like it looks like um drama like a level drama stuff you do when you're at college to to, to try and pass a a module in your exams the thing is though when i see these fact checks it's like the fact checkers are always on a coffee break whenever the mainstream does anything so whenever the the daily mail says her penis no one's going oh can i fact check that because that's actually impossible <laughs> they don't everyone's no. on a break and it's the same like throughout rona when everything was 100 percent safe and effective and you had that sarah kayat fucking dr pepper going it's uh astrazeneca's 100 you know and all this sort of stuff they were never fact checked they were never fucking hauled across the coals. Yet anyone exposing anything, they're instantly on it. Bang, quick, jump on it, jump on it. And it's so, but it's so obvious, it's embarrassing, and people can see through it. Yeah, it's embarrassing now. And that was kind of, I suppose, my long-winded point was that it, the quality of it now is so bad, poor and embarrassing. They're getting to the point where they're using 20-year-old kids, 19-year-old kids who know nothing about very well anything i'm not saying that she isn't a nice person i'm not saying that she's so young no life experience she doesn't know but the quality of it you can't get your pierce morgans to do this stuff anymore you're using kids now it can't last much longer because these kids are so unconvincing yeah i think that a lot of it is intentional <coughs> as well in the sense that people don't feel like they can trust authority they don't feel like they can trust people with posh voices and fancy suits so give them a commoner Give yeah, them a commoner. Least... Whack, whack someone out there that talks like that. Do you know what I mean? It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I know people that talk like that too. Oh, cool. Yeah. That, they're one of us. They wouldn't lie to me. It's all, it's all complete. They don't do anything by accident. People no, they don't. Saying. They don't. But I just think the quality of what they've got left in the kit now is so poor that they're scraping the barrel now because this well, yeah, was because, awful. Because, they, because people have seen and experienced things with their own eyes now. Mm. You can't. You know, for the first sort of couple of months of Rona, you could say that everywhere was a fucking nightmare. And people were locked away in their house thinking, fuck, it's dreadful everywhere because the telly said so. Now, people are going, mm, no, bollocks. It's bollocks. Yeah, and you're only going to get a bunch of kids that are willing to go on there and do that. As you say, they're all in, they've all got, she believes now that she's at the BBC and I'm working with the BBC. And I understand that. I have the same feelings as a, as a guy in mid 20s wanting to work at the BBC and not really understanding it all until you get your head around that this is nonsense so she's there being kind of like the mariana spring she's just another version of that a kid who lost in wonderland That's well they're really... cla- they've, they've clambered onto a sinking ship yeah because the bbc is on its ass the tax you know taxpayers money tv licenses have just 
plummeted and plummeted and plummeted for years and it's just got worse and worse people people aren't going to pay for their own bullshit anymore no but these kids obviously they're that's all they can afford because you can get a kid for 25 grand a year living in london scraping by but you can't get a pierce morgan you can't get these big people that are no longer to do it so it's an interesting time for journalism especially with the tucker thing um i have my kind of views on him on on what ins and outs and he does some good stuff and lots of good stuff and there's there's a cia kind of element to it which i've which i've kind of uh heard about um in terms of family family lineage so it'll be interesting to see because there's the, the tides are ch- the water's changing yeah, and what knows, is your take on on the tucker thing he knows more than he lets on and he has done for a long long time and i've always felt that um and i've been told on good authority by someone that knows him um right that you know he he knows exactly what the score is and so we'll see because he's not a fox now so his gloves are off mm, yeah you know, he, 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 let's see what he does that's it let's see well guys hope you enjoyed that um we will speak to you again in a week's time let's do let's do the business part cbd buy it <laughs> where SupremeCBD.uk. use the code wtaf you get 40 percent off everything everything mate like do you know what i mean yeah even the even the html Exactly. Just have it off. Have it off, mate. Have it off and we'll see you in a week. Bosh. <laughs> and hopefully I won't be coughing all the way for it. I do apologise. No, you won't. You'll be in a coffin. Nice. <laughs> <laughs>